Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother and greatest. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. This is Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha girl. It's Friday. <laughs> Bad on the hey, like Friday. It's still like Monday. <laughs> you know, Friday, oh Lord, you ready Friday. to start the week all over again? Like Monday, don't even feel like Friday yet to me, you know. <laughs> well, while Leisha's starting her week, I'm ending mine. Welcome to this Friday edition of Let's Chat. We are so happy y'all are with us this Friday evening. <laughs> Girl, I think it's just been a long, like a long week. Uh-huh. And I, and I always have stuff to do, so it's never like... Downtime, like I make downtime, but then it don't seem like downtime, and sleep don't seem like sleep. But you slept, but you don't feel like it. <laughs> you just a walking life, right? <laughs> I'm just walking, honey, walking and moving, walking and moving. I'm trying to do a little shaking while I'm moving, though. I don't know. Sometimes you got to put a pencil in on your calendar, downtime and sleep time, if you're gonna get to it. <laughs> right? Okay. But we have a fabulous, fabulous show today. We always start off the show, gets to talking, and we haven't even opened it up. Open the song up, T. I know, right? Well, welcome once again to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I am joined by the phenomenal Monday lady, Miss Leisha herself. <laughs> we know we come to you guys live every week, and uh, we really enjoy what we do. And speaking of that, if you guys missed last night's show, man, y'all better check out those archives because we ended on a bang with our guest last night. Leash, I got to say it again. She tore that prop up, those three props yeah. we gave her. 
she she called the whole interview. We had such a good time. Like she broke it all the way down. It was our mind, body, and soul segment. Y'all gotta go and check it out. We had a fabulous mm, chef mm. that talked about vegan eating. We had a, a, a fabulous guest, um, author Sharon. She came on, Sharon K. Griffin came on and talked about her books, but then she broke it down to to a, a spiritual and, and just a social um, mm-hmm. part, just a whole spiritual and social level. Um, and that was the, mm-hmm. the mind and the soul portion of the show. So our Mind, Body, and Soul show was really good yesterday. Mm-hmm. It really was. And then she shared so much of her personal self, her personal journey with us. And who knows, it may have touched someone where they needed to be touched. So we so appreciate her for doing that because she was totally open with everything Mm -hmm. with us last night. And she did it while she was on vacation, which was made it even better. Like you're out and about Mm -hmm. celebrating, you know, yourself. You're working, you're moving, you're doing what you have to do, and you still took time out to to come Mm -hmm. and kick it with us on this chat. That's right. And that's what we love about here on Let's Chat. You know, Leisha and I, we love celebrating not just literature, which is our passion, but just life itself in general. We love celebrating it the royal way, no matter what it may be. We have had all types of guests that come to the chat room from all walks of life. You name it, they have been on our Let's Chat show. Now, we allow our guests and our listeners to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion, and I do mean passion. You can get passion up in here, you know, in the chat room. And we just love that because it's all coming from the heart, and everyone shares when they come on. Let's chat with me and Alicia. So we love doing it in the royal way because that's the only way that we know how to do it and the only way that we know how to love and have fun. We always give back. So we thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, uh, and we so appreciate you. So we hope you guys are ready for tonight's episode of Book Talk. That's our topic tonight. With our two fabulous guests, we have the self-publishing maven, Robin Devonish, Devonish. You know, we can jack up a name, so we're going to ask her to help us out with that. And songwriter, singer, and author, that triple threat going on with Tommy J. McGuffey, Jr., that's a mouthful, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, we got a great show. Great show tonight here on Let's Chat. So I'm excited. Um, I'm always excited on the things that, that we are able to to do and able to accomplish here on Let's Chat, the guests that we are able to have. Mm-hmm. And all walks of life, you know. Like last night, we talked about vegan. We we. We always talk about things that sometimes they educate us as well in the process of educating our mm-hmm. listeners. So we learned a lot about, and last night's words was veganism. <laughs> last night, you know, he really broke it down. He was a he's a young chef, only nineteen years old, Leash, but he didn't seem so young. Oh my God, he seems so mature. And he nineteen years old, y'all, and he is a chef in school still doing what he does, has a business. We call that a BMW. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, yes. And he was passionate about it. So he educated us on veganism. So make sure if you're interested in becoming a vegan or just understanding 
what it's all about because it seems to be uh, prevalent these days. Every time you turn around, someone else is saying they're a vegan. So check it out. Get to understand why and what it is and what it entails to be a vegan. Absolutely. Now, tonight we have a very special night. Uh, I suggest that you break out your pencils, pens, and papers. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there will be some jewel dropping. Robin is going to come in here. She's going to kick in the chat room door. She's going to be giving us some education on this publishing <laughs> here thing. Yes, I said here thing because she's about to break it all the way down for us. And so I'm excited that she was able to take time out of her schedule and come and share with us and our listeners and so many people that are into self-publishing. And, uh-huh. you know, here on Let's Chat we always say you got to know what you know because you know it. Not because somebody told you, um, because you actually uh-huh. absolutely know it. Even if somebody tells you what it is, you need to go back, uh-huh. you need to research, you need to know for yourself what it is. Um, so that you can know how to move and why you're moving in that direction. I think a lot of times people do things and they don't know why they're doing it. They don't they don't have an understanding. And as a self publisher, you are a business. And as a business, you know, they, we don't talk enough about the business of books. And it's a business, mm-hmm. and it's a business process and a business move that has to be made. And so mm-hmm. you, you have to have an understanding of how to move to be successful, to move your brand, mm-hmm. to move your books, and know the places where you should be seeking to go. Um, and here on Let's Chat, we love to make sure we have resources. You know, last year we mm-hmm. did the... The book resources every show. I think we're going to start that back when we come back from our break in October. Uh, Every show we give a book resource because I think as an author, even as a publisher, you have to have resources. You have to have a Uh written resource, I believe. You still have to have a written resource. You have to have an online resource. You got to have a personal resource. You got to have people in your Rolodex that you can go to when when you want to know something, when you need to understand something. Um, but you got to get out there and you have to research, research, research. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of times um, independent publishers. I don't think they they don't vet authors like they should. Um, I don't think authors vet their publishers like they should, and that's really important because you have to know what you're getting into, and it makes you guys mesh if if the relationship mm-hmm. meshes because sometimes you can need somebody to hold your hand every five minutes, and that may not be a publisher that's going to do that. They may not hold your hand every five minutes or vice versa. It may be an author that needs to have their hand held, and you're not able to do that every five minutes. Um, but still, you, I think everybody should know publishing. Whether you're signed or not, you should know what it is. Know what's going mm-hmm. on with Amazon. Know how all the different ins and outs, because I think it helps you be able to comfortably move around the industry and do what you need to do. Um, and so I'm excited that mm-hmm. we got we got the 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 we're gonna call her Literature 101. <laughs> she your wife 101. She is lit- she literature 101. She's about to break it all the way down. So y'all better get y'all pencils and papers out because she's going to give y'all some stuff to think about, some stuff to do, some stuff to wonder about, and I think it's very important. So I'm excited. Uh-huh. You know, you mentioned a great point, Leash, uh, when you first started about um, knowing published. Sometimes you could be on a journey or on a road where you think you're headed, and it's 
not exactly where you need to be going. And sometimes you have to step back and reevaluate, and that's where that research comes in because you can think that you're doing all the right things trying to get to where you're going when you're actually just prolonging where you should be going, you know. So you really need to know where you want to go and uh, definitely know how to get there and don't start taking those missteps because you can't get time back. You know, once time mm-hmm. is spent, it is catch-up time. You can never get that time back. So always do your research. And the one thing that I've learned since we've been doing the show, there's a whole lot to go into just putting a book into a reader's hand. You know, right. there's such a process. It really is. And I don't under, I don't think a lot of readers really understand it. It can take time, quality time, to put a quality piece of work into your hands. And um, I'd rather read a quality piece of work that takes about a year to get in than something that took about two months to put in my hands because you can see it on the pages, you know, and not just in um, reading, in anything. You know, you want to see quality and time spent in getting it to the um, – to the masses. I definitely agree with that. Um, And I want to add to that that I think, one, there's a difference between being an author and a creative writer. Yeah, I said it, don't Mm -hmm. send me no inboxes. Yes, authors are creative, (laughs) but a creative writer, they, they write papers for a class. An author, you write papers, you write books and novels for people to purchase and buy. And I think you have to understand that process. I think they just Mm -hmm. think, oh, um, and I I don't even want to say they just think, because I get a lot of people that come to me, and they're like, oh, Leisha, I want to write this book. Everybody tells me I should write this book. And as soon, not even five minutes into the conversation, as I start explaining the process, they're like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I want to do all that. I'm like, but you want to write a book. Uh-huh. You, you do, there's things that you have to do. There's a process. And, you know, nobody can do it for you. you, you I mean, right. you can hire ghostwriters, but nobody's going to do it for free. Uh-huh. So you have to know what yeah. the process is. And just because you have the idea that you want to write a book, writing is a whole process in itself. I got three books sitting on my desk that I have to finish, and Mm -hmm. my issue is time. Because I'm a publisher, because I'm a promoter, because I I work, I do so many other things, it's that extra time to carve out and write and and make Mm -hmm. sure that I have those books done. I have one book that needs to be out by the end of the year. Okay, I don't have that much time, you know, because the end of the year is almost here. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, organization is very important. Making sure you have a team is very important. I, I, I always tell authors, no matter if you are signed or not, you need to have a street team, people that are there focused just on you, your brand, and what you want to do and how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. You have to have even right down to a glam squad. You have to be able to have those people just in your Rolodex. Oh, I'm going to an event. Well, you can't go look in any kind of way. You have to make sure you think about your image. Uh, make sure y'all go out and, and hit our archives. We did a branding show, a fabulous branding mm-hmm. show. We had so many. You know how many people have listened to that show, and they have hit me up because they want to con- they want to interact with one of our, our guests that we had on the show. Um, and mm-hmm. they, because they 
listened and they learned and they're like, I got to get connected with this person or I got to get connected with that person. Leisha, can you connect us? And that's why we do mm-hmm. what we do for LS Chat. And branding is very important. Your image is very important, but understanding the business is even more important. And so I'm glad we got the fabulous Robin Devonish in the club, in the clubhouse, in the chat room clubhouse. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, hello, ladies. How are you today? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Now, before you get started, we want you to shout out your literary journey so people know that you know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Shout out your literary journey. Just your journey into the world of literature. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so, basically, how I started was in 2007. I wrote my very first book, and um, I'll say the the. Do you want the short story or the longer version? Which one would you like? <laughs> <laughs> we can do the long version because there's probably some people that's going through that same process in one of them spots that we want to make sure that they like, look, you're not alone. Everybody done, done been there. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. So let me go a little further back, actually. So hello, everyone. My name is Robin Devinish, self-publishing maven, your go-to girl for writing, publishing, and profitability for your book. And I'm so grateful to be on here today to share a little bit of what I know about self-publishing. And so it's interesting because I have kind of a different background I ended up in the world, the literary world, but that's not where I started. I actually have a background in human services, so I've been a couple of different things. I've been a probation officer. I've worked um, oh, for wow. child protective services, um, ran after school programs. So those are some of the things that I did in my former life, right? But um, actually growing up, I was not, let's say, a literary scholar. Actually, I struggled in the area of reading and writing. But my mom, you know, even though they told her that I struggled in that area, she always declared that I would go to college. And so, uh, you know, she kept saying that to me, you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college. And, you know, once I got out of high school uh, and, and everything, she wanted me to go to college. But I said to her, you know, Mom, please, I just want to work for a year. And she allowed me to work. And, you know, some things happened. I got a little distracted. I met a snot-nosed boy, and I had a baby. So I have a son, and his name is Elijah. He's 27 years old now. So I'm kind of telling my age by sharing that little bit of information. <laughs> I was about to but, say, wait, but, I was about but, to say 27. But, you don't even yes, look like you're yes. You old enough to have one Yes, yes, I, yes, <laughs> yes, I have a 27-year-old. So, um, well, actually, I was like 10 when I had him. Now let me stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> now because you have this baby, you have to take care of him and all this. So we agreed that my mom would take care of him while I went back to school. But sadly, my mother wasn't feeling well. She went to the hospital and she never came home. And so Mm. um, she passed away. And so, of course, I wanted to fulfill what she said that I would do and go to college. And I remember like it was yesterday when the um, admissions counselor 
you know, asked me why I wanted to come to school, and I told him what was what happened and how I just lost my mom. And so, you know, he thought my story was real cute, and he told me that we're going to let you in. I don't think you're going to graduate because, you know, you have poor writing skills, but we're going to let you in anyway. So they let me in the school. Okay, fine, which was mm. kind of mean for him to say, but all right, fine. So, of course, you know, I, you know, got through college and actually learned how to write in college. That's where I learned because I had the nerve to go to a school that had an accelerated writing program where there was a paper due in every class every week. So, so I that's where I learned how to write. I learned how to write in college, and so I said, "All right, fast forward with 2007. You know, I've I've worked for some time and and all of that good stuff." And I said, "Well, I'm going to try my hand and write a book." And so, in 2007, I wrote my first book. It's called "The Struggle Within," and um, I, I would say that it was a good book. It was very good. It, you know, people received it well. However, I signed up with a self-publishing company that was one of those type of Tory uh, publishing companies. And once I signed, you know, they made me change my title. They, you know, had my book severely overpriced. I had to pay a lot of money just to get my book to be able to sell it to other people. I wasn't really making a profit. It was a nightmare. And so before you knew it, five years had passed before I could get out the contract. I didn't have to pay to get in it, but I had to pay to get out of it. And so uh, during that time that I was going through that ordeal, I knew that I was going to write other books, so I started to educate myself on this uh, world of self-publishing. And uh, people started asking me how to self-publish books. So I started to teach people to write and publish books for free. I would do it for free or little cost, like you have $10, a group of people get together. So I was in people's houses and just different places. And just teaching people how to write and publish books the correct way because at that point now I definitely did my research and figured some things out. And so one day at one of my presentations I had a gentleman there, and he came to me at the end and he said, you know what, he said, I'm a very critical person when it comes to presentations, and your presentation was awesome. He said, you came with a book. He said, you gave me a manual and all of this stuff. He said, well, have you ever thought about making this a business for yourself? And I said, well, no. And he said, I Mm -hmm. think you should do it. He said, there's a lot of people that want to know about self-publishing. You're very knowledgeable about this. I think that you should do it. And so fast forward, I got me a mentor, I got me a coach, and that's how the self-publishing maven was born. So that is how I started on this literary (laughs) journey. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so it's so many Mm -hmm. people that start that way. And I'm glad that she she told the whole story because it's so many people that that start that way, you know, where they're in a situation and they, this is what it is and, oh, this is what I got to do to get out. And they don't understand how I got here, why I got here, when I got here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How yes. to get where I'm going. That's right. That's right. And so, so yeah, so I started uh, the, self, the self-publishing maven. I, I, you know, came with that name around 2010, I actually started with, you know, writing for people and, and doing things a little before that in about 2008, um, I, you know, started writing for people, and I was, actually, my last job was a grant writer, so from coming from a, a child who was told that she couldn't write, to be able to work for a major library system and be their grants manager, it was, you know, that was definitely a comeback, right, <laughs> and so, and mm-hmm. so just in terms of, you know, writing books, so I encourage people that people that, 
you know, may feel as if that they're not well versed in writing and all of that, I say that I'm a testimony that it's possible and that you definitely you definitely could do it. And if you wanna, you know, get into self publishing, of course there is a process and some things that you need to do. And so I'm glad to share that with you as well. So do I keep talking? Is that good? Oh, you're doing Honey, great. You're talking that <laughs> this is what we love here last time. We love we do what we do because we love it. We love to make sure that people have resources, that people are educated. It's great to have fun in, in literature and for it to be your passion and listen to that person's passion on why they do what they do, but you gotta get something from it. And so we love it that you're able to give. You you're able to give people information that they need, some some information that they didn't have. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm happy to do it. Um, um, and, and you know what? It's interesting because people say, you know, you give out too much information for free. But I feel like I'm not telling you anything that if you do the research that you can't you find, find out, out on your own. But mm-hmm. the difference is that it's in front of your face with me and that you, mm-hmm. can, you can ask questions and all of that good stuff. So, you know, if we were to talk about, you know, self-publishing, a lot of times people say, well, what is self-publishing? What is that, Right. And so self-publishing basically is, you know, you're the, you are as the person, as the author, as the creative, you know, that's the, the another word that we're using now. You're the person that's going to, you know, assume all the responsibility for the success of the book. So that's by way of marketing, finances, all of that good stuff. But when you're self-publishing, what are some of the things that you need? You know, of course you need a book cover, Right. But the thing about book covers is that your book cover needs to be something that's eye-catching, you know, whether it's the picture, whether it's the lettering or both, right? It needs to be Mm age-appropriate, age-appropriate for whoever you're talking to because if you're writing a children's book as opposed to an adult book, you know, certain, depending on who you're writing for, um, they gravitate to covers, colors. So if you're writing a, a, a book for a little infant, you know, infant to, you know, get their eyes going, they gravitate to the colors of black and white. But if you're writing for, let's just say, women of a particular age, they gravitate to the color purple. So we need to know in terms of, you know, when we're creating these book covers, who we're speaking to, not only within the book, but on the book cover as well, right? And also your book mm-hmm. cover needs to raise a level of curiosity. And, you know, this goes back to the topic on tonight, right, you know, talking about your image as an author. The, the book cover is what starts your image as an author. So people mm-hmm. are going to look at the cover before they turn the page, before they even ask and inquire about the book. The first thing they do is they look at the cover and they look at the back. They look at the back to see what's on the back of the book, to see what the blurb is saying. And so that's another thing with your cover. You want to make sure that whatever information you have on the back, that it's intriguing enough to make them want to give you their money for that book. And so that's really important, you know, in the area of self-publishing. And so, you know, of course, in self-publishing, you need, you know, your ISBN numbers. Uh, You need to, you know, copyright your book. Um, you need to do a, a couple of things, but um, you need to ask yourself some other questions, you know, when you're moving into self-publishing, asking yourself, like, you know, how, what, what size do I want my book to be, right? Do I want it to be a 6 by 9 Do I want it to be a 5 by 8 You know, do I want it to be, to be a 5 and a half by 8 and a half You know, what, what prices do I want to charge for my book? We have to also, you know, do comparable pricing in terms of, 
you know, how many pages and the content, right? I don't know how many times I've run into authors and, you know, they have this little book and it's $20. And I'm like, why is this book $20? That's too much money. Yeah. And it, it's really, really thin. And so you need to understand and compare price. You know, usually books that are over $20 are, you know, 200 pages and better. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this. There's no pressure that you have to produce that just so you can get the $20. So if you have a smaller book, that's fine, but don't charge $20 for a super small book. It's like 50 pages. That's absolutely ridiculous, right? And so you Mm -hmm. need to ask yourself that question. And also you need to decide, you know, what type of – what versions do you want your book in? Do you want it in, you know, a hardcover, a softcover? Do you want an audio book? Audio book is very popular right now, right? A lot of people are listening to their books, right? And um, do you want it to be downloadable? But most of all, and you touched on, one of you touched on this earlier when I was listening in, most of all is when you're in self-publishing, you need to have a team. You need mm-hmm. to have a team of people that are working with you on your process. So what is that? What, 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 who's on your team? You have an editor on your team, right? And so you need to understand mm-hmm. the different types of editors because there's content developed editors, there's copy editors, there's different type of editors. You need to understand the type of editor you need for your book, right? You also mm-hmm. need a graphic designer, not only for your book cover, but for what are the additional graphics that you are going to have, you know, as an author. And so we're, we're still talking about image now. We're talking about image not only for the outside of the book, but the inside of the book, right? I don't mm-hmm. know how many times I've read books that I said, this book was not edited. I don't know how many times as being the self-publisher maven, I have people have come to me because I had to clean up somebody else's work, right? So Mm -hmm. um, on your team, you need proofreaders. You need marketing support. You need PR help, right? You need beta readers, people that are within the industry that you are writing in so they can read and give you feedback, right? You Mm -hmm. need uh, someone to... uh, Lay out your book, format it, typeset it in the proper way. A proper format is not Microsoft Word. I'll say that again. A proper format is not Microsoft Word. Now, I will say this, that there are some websites that they only want a Word document, and then what they can do is they can configure your book to where, you know, like for Amazon, they, they, if you go on a Kindle, they prefer that you upload a Word document. If you go on something like draft to digital they prefer that you upload a Word document, right? Now, if they prefer that, but it still needs to be properly formatted, you want to make sure, right? And you want to make sure that you have a printer, not, necessarily, not only, you know, where you're going to house your book, whether you put it on Amazon or the different companies that are out there, but you want to have an actual local printer that you can get books really quickly if you need that. That needs to be part of your team in terms of self-publishing, right? Because if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you're having, you know, different events and all of that, you don't want to run out of books. Right, and you need some place that's a fast turnaround. And one of the places that's really great and I recommend is 48-hour books. They print and ship within 48 hours, and their book quality is amazing. Right, mm. but you want to, but not only do you have them, they ship, but a local printer that can print your books if you need that. Right, and of course you need an online distributor. Where's your book going to be distributed at? Is it going to be on Amazon? Is it going to go through Lulu? You need to kind of figure that out based on, 
the type of book you're writing and who you're trying to reach, right? And oh. if you're doing a children's book, you need an illustrator, and you need to figure okay. out what type of illustrator you want. Do you want the, a graphic novel type of illustrator? Do you want, you know, a cartoonist type of illustrator? What type of illustrator you want? So those are just some of the things that you need to think about and to, you know, to, to figure out when you are self-publishing. And I know I said a mouthful right there, and I have more. Uh-uh, I kept up with you. I got notes, honey. I got notes. Okay, I want to go back, though. This is Alicia. I want to go back sure. because you talked about the ISBN. I want you to talk a little bit about the difference between the Create Space ISBN and buying your own. And and okay. and just touch on some points because some people don't know the difference. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the thing about if you take an ISBN number from Create Space, at that point you're not what's considered fully self because you took something from someone else. Like I said before, self-publishing says that you are taking on the full responsibility. That means for everything, even down to the number, right? And mm-hmm. so when your book is printed, it's going to put, the publisher is going to say create space. Or when people look at it online or look for the book, the publisher is going to say create space in, in that space. Now, in terms of purchasing your own numbers, you can go to Balfour.com. That's B-O-W-K-E-R.com. You go to Balfour.com. One number is $125. Ten numbers is $300. You might as well just buy ten. Because why well, pay one for one twenty five? And if you need a barcode to put on the back of the book, that's twenty five dollars. That's one hundred and fifty dollars for one number and one barcode. When you could just buy ten numbers and one barcode for three hundred and twenty dollars. So mm-hmm. economically, it just makes sense. So you go to Balfour dot com and you get the numbers. And the reason why you have more than one number is because every version of your book needs a number. So if you have an audio book, that's a separate number. You have a hard cover, that's a separate number. You have a soft cover, that's a separate number, right? So if you want an electronic book, they go back and forth and say whether you need a number or not. I say every every version needs a number. And so it's important uh, for you to, you know, purchase that yourself so that you, uh, as the author, can be listed as the publisher. Uh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And and you talked about printing. Now, there's different types of printing because you have the print-on-demand, but you have printers that say that they are digital printers. Can you talk a little bit about that, but, um, the different types of printing so that people have an understanding? Just because you go to a printer, it doesn't mean that they actually are printing. Well, so, so there's, there's – so I, I guess the best way that I can explain it is how I do it at times, right? So some of some of my clients, um, they decide to just go directly to a printer, like a regular mom-and-pop shop, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the services that they offer is that they print books. So that's, that's one way to print your book, right? Mm-hmm. The other way mm-hmm. to print your book is look like what you said, uh, I'm sorry, the second way is something like a 48-hour book where that's like a digital printing system. They print really, really fast. And so they're able to print them fast and get them to you fast. You know, um, local printers could do the same thing, but 
you know, something like 48-hour books. Like they're a bigger company where they can handle orders from all over and still get your books out in a, a record time. And so that's digital printing. And then you have print on demand. And so print on demand is when you take your book and you upload it into something like a create space. And so as you need a book, you order a book. Or if someone wants to purchase a book, you don't have to worry about having inventory. They'll get the person will go online, they'll purchase the book, and then they'll ship it to the person for you, right? So the other two, you would most likely have to ship the book to someone. But the third, the print-on-demand, you don't have to do that. But if, but if you want to have books on hand, you know, and usually with print-on-demand, you get your books at a discounted rate. You know, there's a great, you know, return on the investment if you, you know, sell it yourself as opposed to, you know, selling it online. But that's, that's, a, that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> conversation in terms of, you know, profit margins and things like that. But um, so that, that those are the three tiers in terms of printing. And so also with the print on demand, you know, your book can be distributed in different places. Uh, and another thing, let me just backtrack about CreateSpace. CreateSpace, if you don't take their number, their ISBN number, you're limited in terms of the reach that your book can go. Mm-hmm. So they want you to take, you know, I'm not saying yes or no. Some people don't care about that. They rather, they don't care. They'll take the free number. It doesn't matter to them. For some people, it does matter. But just know that if you don't take the number and you still upload your book to create space, that you're limited in the distribution part of it. And that means of the places where your book can possibly reach, you know, like libraries and things like that. But that doesn't mean uh-huh. that you can't get them in those places, correct? No, there, are, there are ways well, to work around that. Well, I would say don't even upload to them. There's other companies where that wouldn't be an issue. If if you're mm. someone that you want, you know, you want, if let's just say you write a children's book and, you know, you want to do a library tour, they're going to ask you, okay, can I get your book through who they buy their books from, Baker and Taylor? They're going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been my experience, unless it's changed, right? It's been my experience that places like Baker and Taylor, those those places where librarians and different ones buy books, they don't take well to create space. They don't accept books that are create space, depending on where you are, depending on the region. I, I mean, different places have, but I know in New York, where I am, that's not the case. So you need to have your book where the distribution can, where you can get that distribution. So if you put it on someplace like Lulu, who has the relationships with all these different distribution places, then it'll be easier for people to get your book. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up Lulu because I was just getting ready to ask about alternatives to Amazon. People complain about Amazon. They complain about create space, but they don't do the research to find out what the alternatives are. Can you talk about a little bit about the alternatives to Amazon and create space? Well, so the thing about Amazon, what people need to realize that Amazon and create space, Amazon sells everything. It's not a book company. And so 
why would they cater to authors to, in, in their eyes, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking down on them, but the bottom line is that in their eyes, it's just another stream of income for Amazon, right? They're offering, you know, think about Amazon is, I don't, I don't say this to me, mean, but they're like a monster within themselves because they want to corner everything. Right, because mm-hmm. you yeah. can get anything on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And so because mm-hmm. of that, they don't cater. They don't cater to authors. It's not that's not what it's about. It's it's about them providing a simple solution for if you want to become an author. But there's no checks and balances related to that, right? So right. the other alternatives of companies that you can go to is something like a Lulu. Lulu is a book company. Lulu is reputable. They've been around for over 30 years. They've been around for a very long time, right? Um, another company is Book Baby. Book Baby is out of, uh, I believe they're out of um, New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. That's another company that you can go through and get your book. And Book Baby, you know, they have they have editors. They have, you know, proofreaders. They have, let's just say if you want to, um, you know, do everything through a company as opposed to, you know, finding the editor, finding somebody to be a book cover. They offer those services as well for you to do. And actually, you know, people, uh, sometimes they can even take advantage of Bowker. So Bowker, they have um, uh, their part that sells the ISBN is called My Identifiers. They give a lot of, they have a lot of services and different things that they can offer you in terms of self-publishing. So those are, and so uh, th- that, those are like the places that you should go. Those are the things that, you know, you should seek to go to those book companies. Now, be careful with some of these print-on-demand companies that have these enormous packages telling you that, you know, you need to pay seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 um, you know, to publish your book. The, 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 where I got messed up at was um, the company, they made me, you know, overprice my book. Now, I was smart enough to not let them edit it because a lot of times those companies, they don't edit the books. They say they do, but they really don't. It's really basic editing. You need an editor that can get in there and make sure that it's a quality book and asking those questions that need to be answered, Right. So um, I I went to a company, and but I went there with my own book cover, and I went there with my own editing. So thank God for that. But be careful of those companies that they want to charge you a lot of money for these packages, and they don't really give you anything. And they'll say to you, oh, you know, I'll give you 50 books for free. You're paying for those books. Because, and also, they, 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 they charge a lot of money, your books, most of the time will be overpriced. So you have to be careful for those companies, especially those other companies that say, you know, they're a Christian publisher. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm a Christian as well. But what they do is they appeal to your emotionalism. And so if I said nothing else that you remember on tonight, don't be an emotional self-publisher. Mm-hmm. That's what messes everything up. Mm-hmm. When you're emotional, because when you're emotional, you can't make wise decisions. You're not informed. You're being too emotional. This is my book. This is my baby. This is my relax. Because if you want to show up a certain way as an author, if you want to be taken seriously, 
you need to do your research, you need to have your team, you need to, you know, make sure that your image as an author. And so one more thing about an author as well. Don't become what I say a pop-up author. A pop-up author is someone who just one day they just show up and say, oh, I wrote this book and expect everyone to buy it. Yes, your right. friends and family will buy it, but no one else is going to buy it because you did not prepare people to let them know that it was coming. You did not let mm-hmm. people know that you were writing a book, that you were publishing a book. There was no engagement around the book. And so now mm-hmm. you're a struggling self-published author because you didn't do the, the research, you didn't do the work, and you didn't properly prepare. So, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. okay. So I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> You're serving it up, no, honey. You are serving it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope everybody yes. got their pens and paper because Leisha and I, we're taking notes. You know, you are giving valuable jewels, and we so appreciate you. You know, you even taught me a few things tonight that um I, I wasn't really aware of. So don't stop, girl. You're doing awesome. <laughs> you Right. You are serving it. That's why we do what we do because people mm-hmm. don't know, and they need to know. And a lot of times the expectation is that somebody will tell them. And, sweetie, there's no guarantee that that will happen. There's no guarantee that, Absolutely. you know, somebody is going to tell you. And if they tell you, it's not going to be that they're going to tell you right. You know, sometimes you have those people that just, they might not put it to you like it needs to be put to you. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I say just do your research, you know, make sure that your marketing Make sure you have a sales plan. People always worry about a marketing plan, but they never think about a sales plan. How are you going to sell the book? Who are you going to sell mm-hmm. the book to? And also, don't and think outside the box in terms of selling the book. I know plenty of bestsellers that are not online. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave that right there. I know plenty of bestsellers that are selling mm-hmm. thousands of books, and they are not online. So we have to think outside mm-hmm. the box in terms of self-publishing as well and mm-hmm. who we're talking to and who we're selling our book to. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, the biggest thing is copyright. And I, I, I want them to understand about copywriting. It's important that your book is copywritten. But some people feel if they're signed to a publisher that their publisher should copyright it. What do you say about the copyright when it comes to the book? Well, you should definitely copyright your book. Uh, I mean, we all have a degree of copyright protection because we created the book, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so if somebody tried to take it, you know, they would have to prove, you know, that it was their work and all of that stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's just as simple as going to copyright.gov and uploading the book and paying the, the money. I think it's under $50 or something like that for you to copyright the book. And your book doesn't have to be 100% done for you to do it. I would say if you're about 85% done with the book, as long as the title is going to stay the same, you could copyright the book. So we're not doing that all the copyright that people talk about, the Pullman copyright where you mail it to yourself. Come on now, stop it. Just upload the book. <laughs> less than $50, really. You know, we don't, we don't have to do those things. So, um, also, if you let the publisher copyright it, like, for instance, one of those companies that I'm talking about, those predatory companies, one of the companies that I was a part of, if you let them copyright the book, it, 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 they are the copywriter, not you. 
They're not going to copyright mm-hmm. it in your name. They're going to copyright it in their company's name. Right. Right. I was going to say, can you explain that? Because if you copyright the book, it does not mean that you can't be published through a publishing company. Exactly. Exactly. You can still be published through a publishing company like Lulu or, you know, Book Baby or one of them. You still can go through them. It's just that you've done everything yourself. Remember, like I said, you've done everything yourself. You've Uh paid the money. You put the money out. You've done those. Now, I offer that service, and I do all of that for my clients. But when I copyright for them, I copyright in their name. I'm not going to use my name because I don't want to mm-hmm. be listed as publisher of their book. I want them to have full control, creative control, money control, all of that stuff, uh, you know, for themselves. And so I don't do that. But there are some publishers mm-hmm. that, you know, and another thing, too, let me just explain about the ISBN numbers. There's somebody out here, I don't know who they are, but they're, they're selling ISBN numbers like three for $50. That's not real. What they're doing is they're, they're, they're purchasing a whole bunch of numbers and they're refurbishing them. And nine times out of ten, they gave somebody else that number as well. So, wow. you know, you think that you got a deal. Oh, I got three numbers for, you know, $50. No. Valker.com, myidentifiers.com is the only reputable place that, you know, the literary world, the Library of Congress, all of that, they're the only ones that they're the only ones where you can get a ISBN number from. So I just want to be clear about that as well. Don't try to beat the system. You're giving some good stuff here. Now, mm-hmm. when when it goes down to um, pre-orders, I think I think a lot of people are confused with pre-orders and how it can work, and understanding the importance of having a website. Can you touch a little bit on that? Well, you definitely. I mean, there's different ways that you can do pre-orders. I mean, some people utilize Eventbrite as an event. And they do pre-orders that way. Some people they have it connected to their website, and that's good. You definitely should have a, a website, even if it's a one-page website where the book cover is, where you have a professional photo, not a selfie, a professional photo there, um, mm-hmm. and a description of the book and a link on you know where people can purchase the book. You just have to decide, you know, which payment system you want to use online. There are several, right? So, of course, you know, people use PayPal. Um, um, You can't really do Cash App online per se, but there's another one called Zelle, I believe. Um, You can always do Moon Clerk. Moon Clerk is another way that you can, you know, retrieve funds from people. So just understanding, you know, that, you know, you should have a website that a one-page, at least a one-page website that's clean, you know, it has a good description, it has a professional picture, it has your book cover, and a place where people can pay. And and you could do it that way. And like I said, sometimes people use Eventbrite as well as a way to do their, um, if they don't have a website, they'll use Eventbrite, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad idea. You know, you just have it, you know, for sale for a particular amount of time, and, and that's it. Mm. Wow. You are entertaining <laughs> us tonight, girl. 
I do what I can. I do what I can. I just, you know, I just really want people to be informed and just understand, you know, I, my, I'm definitely on a crusade for no one to go through what I went through, you know, when I wrote my first book. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I, 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 I want to stay true to that and, and just tell mm-hmm. people the truth. And, you know, mm-hmm. I do understand that, you know, even though I talk to people, everybody's not going to work with me, but I just want you to be informed. That's all. Just right. just, mm-hmm. just be informed. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, um, videos on Periscope, you know, sharing information. I have a lot of videos on Facebook sharing information. You know, I, I, it's out there. You know, if you put, if you, put you know, Robin Devonish, you know, you Google it, you're going to see, like, a lot of different videos and a lot of different information out there that I share freely because I, I don't want, you know, people to go through what I've been through. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now let's talk about Book Talk for a minute because you do have another platform that you utilize to help support and and advocate for authors. Yeah, yeah. So Book Talk is um, and it's interesting because when I first started Book Talk, it was something else. It was called um, Authors of Impact Facebook Chat. And so basically I would create these events within Facebook and through the invite part, and we would in, I would interview authors that way because they, Facebook Live didn't have a, a a live feature at that moment. Like it, it was just so it was based on reading and typing, reading and typing because you know the one to give the authors the platform, but also to get people to read more. So that was my thought process, and it was pretty successful. And then. Um, I left Facebook, and then I went to Periscope for a while, but Periscope didn't have the dual-screen feature. And then I revived the Book Talk. And so Book Talk basically is where I interview authors via, via screen on Facebook Live, and we talk about them as an author. We talk about their book. We talk about, you know, why they became an author, and we talk about their topic. And so most of the authors that I have conversations with, you know, their books are books of impact. Their books are books related to some type of social change. However, I am looking for different type of authors, you know, like fiction authors and, you know, poetry uh, authors and and different things like that. But it's basically I, I just wanted to have a forum for people to showcase, you know, their books. And so, you know, it, it's pretty popular a lot of people like it. I have a lot of people that come in every week, and so I do them on Monday and Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I love it. I you absolutely do. love yeah. it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, see, I got a whole list. Now, we talked about the, the writing <laughs> aspect. We talked about book talk. Talk about your events because you do do your own classes and events. How can people get into those? So, uh, interestingly, um, I just had an event this past April um, called the Authorpreneur Summit, um, it, and it was called the Authorpreneur Summit, the Next Level in Self Publishing. And so, basically, what I did was I brought different experts in various areas that have books, but uh, they they have gone to another level by way of their book. And so I brought uh, Tressa Azarell. She came, and she, you know, now she's had three of her books turned into films. So I had her come. I had Tamika Newhouse to come and speak about building a publishing empire. 
Um, I had, mm-hmm. you know, this other young lady, her name is Sabina Hitchin, and she is a guru in PR and, you know, really good at helping authors to get noticed by way of their books. And so basically that's what the forum was for, to teach self-publishers because, you know, there's a stigma attached to self-publishing and people think that because you're self-published you can't make any money, and that's not true. And so that was the purpose of the Entrepreneur Summit. So hopefully I'll have another one uh, next year. But then, you know, I have um, some, you know, free classes that I offer. I have a master class that if you just want to enter in it, into it, um, it's on replay, and that's on Facebook. And and right now, uh, what I'm working on is called the Next Level Publishing Academy. And this academy basically is to take you through a a journey of taking your book to the next level. And so I share some really good tools and nuggets and, and have the authors doing some great things. And so actually we just finished. This week is our last week. Um, of that particular cycle, and we're looking to enroll some, you know, new authors into the academy that really want to do some things with their book and really want to make an impact. Um, and, and, you know, and also I do self-publishing, so I help people to self-publish, and I have a one-shop-stop system. You don't have to go to anyone else if you come to me. I do everything, book cover, editing, whatever you need for your book, I can provide it for you by way of me or my team. And then I also do you know, one-to-one coaching as well. So if you want some coaching, because some people, you know, they want to do everything themselves, but they just want the guidance, I offer that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you, this is Tony, uh, Robin, I was going to ask you about the services that you offer. So say you have a client that already has maybe one-third of uh, what they need as far as their team. Can they still come to you and fulfill the other two-thirds of that team? Yes, yes, because every, you know, some people say, you know, I just want a book cover from you because they like my book covers. Um, I have a mm-hmm. really good uh, graphic designer. I don't have a problem with that. So if you decide, well, I just want you to edit my book, I'll, you know, I'll do the rest because I, I'm, I'm a content and development editor, actually. So um, that's my area of expertise. And if, if that's what they want. So I give the people what they want. I don't try to sell you anything extra that you don't need. Um, mm-hmm. I just give you what you want. But I, I think that one of the unique things I have is the sales plan because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think about that. <laughs> it's, a, it's how you're going to sell the book. And so we go through that as well. So I offer that as well, sales plans, where I create this whole plan for you, you know, mm-hmm. on how to sell, so, so, how to you know, sell your book and, and get it out there to people. That, that's the key part of, of all this whole writing process is to, to get sell it into the hands of your readers. Yes, yes, yes. But also we have to realize that who we think we're selling to, that may not be who we're selling to. For instance, if you write a children's book, a lot of times we say, oh, it's for children. No, it's really for the parent because right. the children don't mm-hmm. have any money. <laughs> So, so what type of parent are you looking for that takes care of that particular child that you're looking to reach? And so that that's one of the things that, you know, I go back and forth with authors on a regular basis about. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. You you're you're yeah. you wanna we always talk about eye candy. Your cover is part of your eye candy, right down to how your name appears on the, the cover. That's part of the eye candy. And the thing mm-hmm. is the parents are 
the ones purchasing the books on behalf of their kids. And so you want mm-hmm. to tap their kitty eyes. Like, as adults, mm-hmm. we got kitty eyes. We have things like, oh, I think my baby would love this. Every time you go somewhere, yes. oh, I think she would love this. Oh, I think she would love this. Ooh. So yes. you have to appear, appeal to that parent's eye. Yes. Yes, you have to. You have to. You have to. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm glad for this journey. I'm glad that, you know, I've been able to, you know, really help and, you know, lend something of substance to, you know, the self-publishing world. Um, self-publishing sometimes can be a little overwhelming. I know that it can be overwhelming because there's so much information out there. And um, one of one of you young ladies said, you know, the, the, the power of taking your time. So just take mm-hmm. your time. You know, unless unless you have connected with an expert that can get something done for you really quick, I mm-hmm. say take your time. Take your time with the writing. Take your time with the publishing. Don't rush it, you know. Um, I know that in certain, certain circumstances you have to if, you know, you're doing an event or something like that, you know, because I've even written books just for the sake of an event that I was doing. And I wrote a book mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and wrote it just for that and sold it at the event. Stuff like that makes sense. If you have that type of skill and you have the team behind you to make it happen really quickly, then I say go for it. But mm-hmm. if you're really new to this, if you're green in this area, take your time. There's no rush. It, I, I always mm-hmm. say to people, do you want it done or do you want it done right? You can't do both. Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to get it done or you're going to get it done right. I prefer for you to get it done right. Mm. Wow. Exactly. You said so much, Robin. I mean, you you have (laughs) had such a journey. Um, What is it on your bucket list that you feel that you still have to uh, check off? Gosh. Um, You know what? I want, I did write, I want to write another fiction book, to be honest. I, Mm-hmm. And I did it in 2007, and the books that I wrote after were all nonfiction. So I, I really want to write uh, a fiction book, and really I want to be an author. Does that make sense? I'm already an author, mm-hmm. but I want to <laughs> be able to, you know, just really be an author for a little while, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. it's a little hard because, yeah. you know, I have clients. I'm just being transparent because I have clients and I'm worrying about their books. So it's hard for me to be an author for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard at times for me to be some, you know, hoping to, to, to for 2019 that, you know, I can really balance it out. It's been really difficult for me to do, but hopefully in mm-hmm. 2019 I'll be able to balance it out and have this fiction book and be an author, you know, go on my own book tour and, <laughs> you know, different things like that. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That you know, that's all my. That's one of the things on my list. Well, that's you gotta make that's it happen because you're speaking into it, right, Lee? You're speaking into that's it. That's right. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> speak that thing out there. You have to say you, you can't say like what may happen or hopefully. You gotta put it out there. Say this is what I'm gonna do. This is this is what it is. You gotta speak it out there so that it can start coming together for you. The you know the way it needs to come together for you. I don't know if you were listening at the top of the show. I can. Totally, totally relate to what you just said. Like, I have three books that um, one was supposed to be out last year, 
you know, I have one that's supposed to be out this year and one that's supposed to be out next year, and, like, I'm I'm so busy helping other people do what they need to do and, and get where they need to be, plus I work and I do promo. I, I don't have time to, like, sit down and enjoy that process, so I definitely relate to what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely been a struggle. <laughs> Absolutely. Then we're going to have you back on talking about your book on Let's Chat. Yes, <laughs> That's right. We're yes, going to talk about yes, your book next year. Let's do year. that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do that. I look forward to it. I definitely look forward to it. But, you but, know, uh, here on Let's Chat, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we like to do something fun um, because yeah. I think a lot of times that we like to, we do our best to introduce people to people, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know how people always say I'm the plug. We like to be the plug. We like to be able to plug people in, and so we like to be able to introduce people to people. And a lot of times, your personality becomes um, what what pulls them into you. And so we like to do something fun here on Let's Chat. And T always comes with the best fun questions. <laughs> so I'm excited okay. for what he has for you. Okay, I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> No, be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> first, first of all, Robin, Leisha and I so appreciate you for sharing so much of what you have shared today. I mean, like the gentleman said at one of your classes, you you know you can get paid for this. So we appreciate you for sharing that with our listening audience as well as us because we love to be educated in the business as well. And, girl, you educated. We have I have pages of notes that I've taken. (laughs) (laughs) So we thank you. But, you know, we're going to help you on your journey to becoming an author tonight. (laughs) So we're going to tap into that pin game you got. We're going to tap into that pin. Yes, we are. We're going to ask you for a live excerpt, and I don't know if you have your team on hand. (laughs) But you are a one-woman team in and of yourself. We're going to give you, I want to give you three props to put into a live excerpt. And just to get you situated and get settled on that book that you're writing, your three props tonight are going to be a raincoat, some red bottom heel, and a whip. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so let me, raincoat. Mm-hmm. Red bottom. Red bottom. Red bottoms and a whip. And I have to create a quick story. A quick, a quick excerpt, live no? excerpt. Quick scene. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, I know you got one because you got some mm-hmm. books that's on your mind and in your spirit that you just, you know, in. Didn't um, put out yet, so I know you got one. She said they on your spirit, Robin. (laughs) Okay. Elise is what they called what they called her by. She was a corporate giant, making moves and making money. But at night, she walked the streets, and her red raincoat and her red bottoms and her whip. She walked up and down the streets of Forty Second. Whipping men into her her bosom. Oh, she got that nasty pen. Go ahead, continue. Pen. In this 
the people by day had no clue who she was, and Elise had a great had a Elise had a great time always keeping them guessing. They were always intrigued. Who is Elise? What is she? Where is she? How did she get here? What's her background? But they don't know that at night she turns into the whiffer. Oh. <laughs> wow. The whiffer. Because I'm in New York as well, so when you said 42nd Street, I was like zeroed in right on the location. <laughs> OMG! Oh, see, I I'm like, it. I she a dominatrix, it. so I'm like, ooh, her apartment must be this. Ooh, she, ooh, she must be right. <laughs> we was with you. We was rolling right. We was rolling right along with you. We was rolling with you. Right there. Oh, right, right there. <laughs> That is so funny. That is so funny. And actually, I have a I have a book that I want to write about this girl. So I guess this will, like you said, this will have sparked, might have sparked mm-hmm. something. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're happy to help you out. Well, Absolutely. You. We won't even ask for no coin for that. Put that right on in that book right there. When you come back and talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and make sure the copyright page. That I give y'all, you know, give y'all a shout out on the copyright page. Oh, <laughs> we appreciate that. No we'll problem, that. no problem. That was awesome. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. I want you to shout out all of your social media where people can find you, your website information, um, any events or classes that you have coming up. Uh, so. Uh, you can search me online, Robin Devinish. Uh, my website is robinedevinish.com. That's robinedevinish.com, um, R-O-B-I-N-E-D-E-V-O-N-I-S-H. Uh, next thing coming up is this next cycle of the Next Level Publishing Academy. And um, I am resuming, I, I didn't share earlier, I forgot, I have this, uh, I do a books and brunch tour where I come to different cities and we sit and, you know, talk about your book ideas and all that. So that is kicking off uh, back uh, at the end of September. So if you go to my website, you can hear and see more information about that. And of course, follow me on Facebook, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, be a part of Book Talk come and watch and see how I interview the authors. And if you want to be interviewed yourself, you can always go to my website and outreach me. I'm open to, you know, to all different types of authors who, you know, just want to have a conversation about their book. And that's basically it. And I thank you all ladies for, um, you know, allowing me to come and share with your platform. I really, really appreciate it. I do. Thank you. Yes, oh, we thank appreciate you because you. you poured in. You know, it's it's being able to. I love being able to pour into people and and having people around me that pour into people. I think is very important. And so you have poured into the industry. Uh, you continue to pour uh-huh. into the industry.
industry with the, the things that people need to know in order to self-publish, and not just fiction, nonfiction. You know, whatever it is that they want to write, just to understand the business of books, which is not talked about enough. So we so appreciate mm-hmm. you coming to kick it with us and spreading your knowledge. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and you, you are welcome back event. anytime. Absolutely. Keep us posted when you have your next event, your next class, um, so that we can share that around. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know really something, like Robin? I, I think yeah. you have your title for your book, The Whipper. <laughs> <laughs> That might work, right? I like that. I like that, girl. So whip uh, whip by day, whip by night. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. We thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening, ladies. Okay, you too. (laughs) Oh, my God, Lee. She was phenomenal. Absolutely. She gave so much good information. I hope y'all had y'all pencils and papers, and the information that was given is not just for self-publisher. It's self-publishing. It's publishing in general. If you want to start your own company, you got to know what should go into that, what you should avoid, where you can go. You have so many people that want to avoid Amazon. She gave you ways to avoid Amazon. Amazon is not the end-all, be-all. You have an opportunity to be able to expand and push your brand to however far you want to expand it. And you don't have to drop links. And I always say that you don't have to drop links in every group on social media. There's some people that do just fine and they don't drop one link. The key is interaction. Interaction is key when you are branding, when you are, are trying to get yourself out there. You have to mix and mingle. You're, you're, the mm-hmm. people that you mix and mingle with on your page, that's your free promotion. Those, that's your, those are your free people. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go out. Mm-hmm. They're going to, in the, in the words of the fabulous June Miller, we hope he feels better soon. You have to take people, your people that you talk to and interact with, they go out. They're taxi cabs. They go out, and they pick people up. They pick up their friends, their family members, their coworkers, and they drop them off at party authors. So when they get there, if the drinks is flat and the fries is cold and the wings is nasty, that's not their fault, but that's your fault. That's why you have to make sure that your, your, your library is on point. I always mm-hmm. tell authors, even if you wrote that book 10 years ago, you need to go step on that book and, and check it up a little bit. You know, Victoria Christopher Murray just did that to one to her very first series. So authors do it all the time. You always want to make sure every book in your library is on point and is is in line with your skill. Because from the time you first write that book to the time you write your third book or your fourth book, you have learned something. Your pen has grown. So you want to go back and and check on those things where your pen wasn't as strong, your skill wasn't there. You want to check on those things and make sure that you tighten them up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because every new reader is a new reader. You know, when when your book could be 10 years old, and if someone is picking it up today, that's a new reader. They're not familiar with your work. 
And once they read that first one, you want them to come back and pick up everything in your portfolio. You know, I've done that. I've gotten new readers, new authors in my in my library, and I like their pen. I like their style. I went back and I checked and clicked what, everything that they had. I mean, that's how you get new readers. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's how you get good following, and that's how those legs develop. You know, I read this book, Leash. You know, you really got to – how many times have we shared books on here, Leash? You know, Leash, I was in an author's inbox. You know, and I don't go in an inbox frequently, but when I do, that's a good book. Mhm. Absolutely. We we believe, and and we we used to hide behind it, but we totally believe in our book bouginess. We are book bougie. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are book bougie covers, titles, content, all of that. We are book bougie. I'm sorry. We we um, claim it. <laughs> yes, we claim it. You got to catch me within the first five to ten pages of your book in order to keep me reading. Tony might give you 20. She might give you 20 <laughs> pages. Me, I'm going to give you 10 because after 10 pages, my ADHD kicks in and I'm I'm already flipping to the middle of the book and the end of the book. I'm reading the middle of the book. I'm reading the end of the book to see if I need to continue in the beginning of the book. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's what it is. <laughs> That's a hard sell right there. So make sure you grab her in the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's very important you grab every every reader in the beginning of the book. That first line. I don't care if it's fiction, nonfiction, that first line should spark that mind. It should get them going and keep them interested. We enjoyed, enjoyed the fabulous Robin Devonish. If you're just tuning in, no worries. If you missed her interview, just go back to our archives here on blogtalk.com. You can also catch them on iTunes or any podcast app. We have our next fabulous guest. He is like a triple threat. He is a songwriter, singer, author, Tommy J. McDonald. Jesse, I can mess up a name, so we're going to get that last name together. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey there. How are you doing? We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight. No problem, no problem. I'm excited to be here with you all. Absolutely. See, we want you to get into your, your journey because you've gone from singing to being an author so just tell us a little tell us a little bit about your journey uh and why and why it is that you do what it is you do. Okay. Um <laughs> I don't want to take up all of your time on that question there. Um but that's what I we're here say, for. <laughs> <laughs> so, um started out as a little child, um I was banging on some pots and pans as I tell everybody and apparently I must have had a little bit of rhythm. As a little baby, as I was hitting on some pots and pans, and my parents, they had thought that I was musically inclined, and so they um, sent me to an art school so I could develop all of my talents and abilities, and I took private lessons all the way even into college and so forth, and um, and so I was able to develop all of my musical skill set there as well as in the church. Um, as far as me being an author now, that was kind of like a recent development over the last couple of years. Um, I just started to write down some some uh, things and wanted to really bring something academically sound to the gospel community and what we do. You know, gospel music is always that thing that feels good, sounds great, but in the academia world, it's not always valued at the same weight as the classical music. And so I wanted to really write something that was really in that vein that could carry the weight and say, no, we are, you know, just as, 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 as
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Last night we did a mind, body, and soul show, and um, I, I want to touch. I want you to touch a little bit on that because music is something that is soothing to the soul, is soothing to the mind uh, and the spirit. What, where do you get your your passion from when you sit down to write a song? Oh, you know what? Inspiration can happen anywhere. Inspiration happens anywhere. I can be literally in the worship service. I'm hearing somebody as they're doing the opening invocation um, or somebody that's doing the announcement. You know, sometimes you can have those long, long, long church announcements. So my mind will kind of drift off, and I'll get a little medley in my head or something like that. Um, Other times I can can, can be at home, I can be asleep, and the Lord will wake me up and he'll play something in the spirit as well. And so, you know, inspiration can happen at any time of the day, anywhere, anywhere, here. Oh. Absolutely. And so I don't want to turn it into churchy, but I see, I want to talk about praise and worship. Um, And and the difference between praise and worship Because a lot of people don't know the difference between praise and worship So when different church songs come on um, And they're like, "Eh, I don't want to listen to that And they they really, it's not something that they're vibing with at at the time Um, But then it kind of turns, the whole idea kind of turns them off to gospel music Because they don't understand the difference between praise and worship You see what I'm saying? So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, and I'm not going to try to get too uh, deep into it as well. Um, when we when we hear praise and worship, we automatically think about songs, and that's really my thing because praise is the act. You know, that's what what we should should be doing. You know, that that's what it says in the Bible that God is He is so deserving of our praise and that He inhabits the praises of His people. And so when we say praise and worship, the first part, praise, it is an action. We should all be praising God, you know, let everything that has breath be the Lord, and that's what the word says, and we should be doing that. When we get into the part about worship, worship is a lifestyle, you know, it's just our life. It's not about a song necessarily. It's about your lifestyle. You know, it's the worship that is, is due to God. See, it's the pivotal spiritual where God is looking for him, where he's looking to dwell with him, where he's looking for the worshipers, you know. And so it's a little bit deeper than than the music and, and old church experience, but it's life, you know, it's a phenomenon, you know, be doing what it says. Our love, our neighbor, you know, are we obeying all of the all of the Ten Commandments, you know, the our skills, you know, doing with those things, doing all of those things, you know, so all of those are a part of the worship process. You know, this worship is really more about like obedience, you know, but like obeying the Holy Spirit, you know, versus the music. Wow, you know, this is this is um, Tony, um, Tommy. I'm to make sure I get my T's right, <laughs> but um, I, I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite hear everything that you said. But I just want to um, say how I feel about worship. Worship is part of what I do daily. It's like part of my lifestyle. You know, and I and I and I'm not sure if I caught everything you caught, but you know, it's like a part of breathing. You know, is is that how you feel about? It? I mean, can you? I just because I want to make sure we all heard what you said because you were coming in and out 
from my from oh, my mic. I'm sorry. Okay, like is, is that better for you? Say you do one sound more like time. you're underwater a little bit. Are you on speaker on on a um headpiece? Okay, is this better? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was um I was saying all of the same things that you know that worship is our lifestyle. You know, it's a life choice, and that's really what it comes right. down to. It's not really about mm-hmm. the music, you know, but worship is about being obedient unto God, um, you know, mm-hmm. and so and so are we obeying God's word, all of his commandments, you know, are we obeying all of those things. And so that's where worship comes in. You know, worship happens on that spiritual level, you know, so it can't be about a song. And so it really kind of bothers me when I hear people say, oh, oh you all aren't worshiping God or or, you know, like, oh, I need some real worshipers in here. Well, the thing is, worship is about your life. It's not about that 10-minute segment that we do on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We listen. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking well, that talk. <laughs> you speaking on it. I'm just saying, you speaking on it. We disagreeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there because I want to get up I'm trying to <laughs> he, said, he said, let me start right there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you spoke on it. You spoke enough on it for people to get what what they needed to get from that there. That that was that was a word right there for somebody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when, you, <laughs> when you sat down to write your book, right, what, what, I want you to talk about the difference between sitting down to write music and sitting down to write that book. Okay, well, my book was a two-and-a-half-year process. Uh, Songwriting for me may take a couple of days, you know, so there's a big uh, difference right there, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, And, you know, writing writing a book, you really want to be credible in what you're saying, and so it does take a lot longer process. I mean, you know. Um, people can write books a little bit quicker, you know, but, you know, it took me two and a half years because I wanted something academically sound. And when you're writing something academically, it does take a little bit longer because you have to have your sources, you have to make sure that you're citing right, that you're referencing the right stuff, that your words are speaking in a certain manner. As the reader is going to read it, it needs to be read in the tone of the academic world. So, you know, um, that's a little bit longer process. Mhm. Wow. Okay, Tommy. This is Tony once again. Um, you know, you say that this book took you two and a half years. It was a two and a half year process. Whereas you can sit down and write a song, and it may take may not take as long. But because of the the length of time that it took to write your book, did you feel that you learned anything about yourself? Did you was that a constant two and a half year process, or did you write it, put it down, and just had to get re-energized to pick it back up? How how was that process? I was very, very energized at first when I first started writing. And then I did take take a break at some point midway through because it can become overwhelming. And what what I have learned about myself in this process is like, oh, wow, I can really do it. You know, I've always been that person that I can show you better better than I can tell you, um, and I really 
you know, kind of prove that to myself. Hey, well, like, I can do what I say I'm going to do. You know, um, really learned so much more about my gift and my call, you know, um, because because I can't tell people either in the urban church and I'm not learning myself. I can't teach things not practice also, you know, and different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I had to ensure that everything that I was going to share with the, with the people are things that I'm doing myself. You know, I have to be reminded of those things at times. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will say that I did start very strongly writing and, and researching a lot um, because I would say that that was probably like the most um, part of it where I was really kind of riding that wave is the research part. I was in the library. I was checking books in and out, in and out, in and out, you know. And so that process was really a more um, a more crucial point. And then once I started to kind of go through everything and begin to mold it, what I needed for it to be, you know, that process began to kind of slow down a little bit, and I did take a break here and there, you know, in there. And then once I started going back with my editor, that's where the process kind of, you know, takes a little bit of time because you want to make sure that you're happy with the edit, and then you get to kind of fight for what you're wanting. You know, luckily I did have an editor. Her name is Connie Hookson, and she did push me a lot. She had pushed me in into making me better, you know, into mm-hmm. running the, the best, best um, results mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for my book. So, you know, that is also really important as well. And so during the editing process, it may be a week that she'll read it and she'll take notes and then she'll send it back to me and I may take a week and stuff to get back to her. So, you know, that that, so that, that is another process as well, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so that was the whole two and a half year process. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself more critical of your your book writing or your songwriting? Which do you think you're more critical of? Um, oh, uh, probably both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have a song that you have. Us and we want to play that. We want you to talk a little bit about the song and, and the uh, passion behind putting the song together. Okay. What song? I Surrender. Oh, wow. Okay. You <laughs> you want me to talk now about it or are you going to play it? Or uh-huh. you... I, I want you I'm to talk. I want you to talk about. Yep, I want you to talk about it um, before we play it. Just to kind of give people a feel of the space you were in uh, when you wrote it. Okay, sure. So I surrender. I wrote that song some time ago, like way, 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 way back. Um, I know I wrote that song maybe back in like 2007, 2008, um, and so. Some songs that you write are meant for that season. Some songs are not meant for that season, but it's meant for another time. And so I did not release release that song until 2015. So it was like eight years later when I did put that song out. Um, And it was a simple song, just, you know, talking about I surrender to a God. You know, I always believe that um, let our, let our, our yaba and our navy nay. When we tell God yes, let that be the 
you know, when I when the lid put upon this this uh, day, I will say yes, no matter what success, I'll do my best. I'll surrender to you. And so what I'm talking about is just that whole thing, like no matter what comes my way, you know, even when I cannot see see mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel, I still will say yes to God, and I will not turn away from it. And um, and so the track that, that you all have has a nice R&B, New York soul, um, inspiration groove there. You know, um, I had one of my singers in my group. I had him to actually do the lead on the song. And then my friend, um, Salt, he is a rapper on the track as well. So it is a very mixed song to where you get a little bit of Neo soul feel and you kind of get this nice little groove on there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, we're going to play a little bit of I Surrender. And we will be right back. Okay. Okay. This day, I will say yes. This day. I will say yes, no matter what the test, I will do my best, and I'll surrender to yours, oh, yes. I will say yes, oh yeah, yeah, no matter
mind of a low. Jesus uh-huh. wasn't the one that I was always looking for. Nah. Never knew him personally, but always heard of him, no. With the church and everything, and through the motions I would go. Till he showed me myself, and I saw, and I vomited. Thought I was living right, but it's word I didn't honor. Had to repent, submit to his will and his way. Today, if he asks you to surrender, we say. on you Tommy because this is your first time and uh we, we, we try to be uh you know sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in a forgiving mood or in a nice forgiving mood. But first of all, you know, Mr. Triple Threat, thank you so much for sharing some of your precious time and we really enjoyed that song and uh look forward to all the other great things that you have on tap. But your fun question tonight involves a big sixty four box of crayons. 
Now, you are a special color in that box of crayons. You can even mix it up, please. I think we can, you know, just expand a little. You can mix up some colors. Which color in that box of crayons, or you can even make up one that may not be in there, would you be and why? What color would best describe you and why? And if you want to make up one, we would really want to know why. Um, it depends on the box of crayons because if you if you get like the sixty four pack, then I must be in there somewhere. That sixty four yeah, pack. Yeah, it's a big box. Um, I'm a color pencil. I'm not a crayon. That's not just. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. He said I'm grown. He don't put a. <laughs> he don't put a. He done upped it up a notch. <laughs> right. He said I'm grown. I'm a. I'm a pencil. All right. I'm a grown person. I'm a magic man. <laughs> I'm a magic marker out here on them. But no, um <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> you done gave it a whole new twist. Whole new twist, yeah, really. But, but if I had to pick a color, um, I would probably say teal or something, like a teal blue color, you know. Mhm. I would say that that's me at this point in my life. You know, something that's a wonderful color to see something bright, um, you know, yeah, I would say that that's me at this point of my life. I would be that teal thing. Now, see, you can't pick a teal color and, and just leave us hanging like that because I think there's a whole lot going on with that teal color, not just because it's a part of the blue family. <laughs> well, you know, I have I have evolved into the teal color. You know, I may have started off a little, you know, um, a little darker at first, you know, but you know, but uh-huh. as the Lord, but as but as the Lord has been molding me into where I'm at now, you know, I become this nice little pill color. So I would say that that's me, uh-huh. you know. All right. So I have okay. Lord, um, I would say that that pill color, you know, I don't want for people to automatically overlook me and to know that I'm there. So I would say that. Okay. okay, I'm gonna have okay. to look at teal in a whole different light now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh my goodness, I like that. Didn't expect it, but I like it. Absolutely. We have a hand up. Do you mind taking a call? Sure. We have nine three seven five four zero. You're live in the club in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Tony. Hi, Tommy. It's Stacey Johnson Leonard. Hey, Uh, Tommy, you know I was not going to have you just on the interview, and I'm not at least calling and say, hey. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get you O-Red production. Listen. You better sign out again and get you a more red production. (laughs) Hey, Stacey, how you doing, sweetie? I'm good. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Tony Tony and uh, Alicia, I want to thank y'all for any time that I reach out to you all to bring a client to you all. Y'all accept them with all y'all love and all y'all humor and all y'all great hospitality, and I love y'all and thank y'all for that. We appreciate you. Yes, we He was do. delightful. We had a good time because that song, I want to know, like, six years. I mean, what took so long? But all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, it's in God's timing. 
he'll right, give you, he'll you, know, give you like, something, and you'll look up, and it's 10 years later, and you're like, uh-oh. He's like, go ahead, do it now. You're like, wait a minute. It's 10 years old. Do it now. <laughs> That's true. So, all in good know, time. Like, I believe that the Lord does all things well, and he does them in his time. Okay. Absolutely. That's it. Well, go ahead and yes, preach, he preach does. Oh, Lord, I ain't going to do that. But I, but I have <laughs> I have to go all ladies. Y'all have, y'all have been great. I'm going to have to bring my group with me on the next call, and when y'all have me back, I have to bring my group so they can sing to y'all over the phone or something. Now, see, you ain't saying nothing but the same. We right? love that. We love We love it. I'll make sure that I will. Yes, we You know, instead of on this uh, Sprint phone here, you know, I, I'm having bad service with the Sprint phone. So I'm going to call y'all from a landline. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Well, I can't do it's, this. It's, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> We enjoyed you. We enjoyed you. We thank you for coming and and, and just gracing us with your presence and your energy and, you know, what you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you for that. You are welcome back any, any time. Just let us know when you're ready. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. You all are awesome, awesome, awesome. So I I pray God bless prosperity. So. Just a mighty, mighty increase in your lives. Oh, thank you. We we so receive we that definitely. Yes, we do. We receive it, and we appreciate you, Stacy. You know, we love you every time. See that number threw me off. I was like, I didn't know if that was you or not. I was like nine three seven. I don't know who that is. They'll raise their hand if they <laughs> want to talk. And I love y'all back. <laughs> we love you more, Stacy. You know, you are always. You are part of the Let's Chat family, so you are always welcome, you and your clients. And we appreciate you for, for putting them in at least in our hand, my hands. And uh, we try to give a quality interview, a fun interview, and we hope our guests leave smiling when they leave the chat room. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you. We love y'all. Thank y'all for having us. And have a wonderful so night, y'all. Thank you so much. See, I'm gonna I'm add that to my I'm gonna add that to my music. I got my, I got my what timing? I got my playlist. Yeah. I'm add that to, I'm add that there to my tell playlist. Them can find you on uh, social media. Oh, you all can go on to any social media that on on Facebook, Twitter, and at Tommy McGuffey, or you can find me at True Worship Live, or you can just go to Tommy McGuffey dot com and that will take you to all of my social media places. You can find the music on Tommy McGuffey dot com. That Brandon. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, keep it up. We well, Tommy, once you guys. again, thanks for joining Alicia and I here on this chat. Like we said, you're welcome back here anytime. You and your crew, just let us know when and where and we'll make it happen. Okay. No problem. Absolutely. You guys have a good evening. And a Thank great you. weekend. <laughs> good night. Bye-bye. We had a good night tonight, girl. This was a great night. Yes, it was. We appreciate y'all coming to kick it with us and hang out in the chat room with us. We will see you guys next Thursday and next Friday. We got, I'm telling you, August is 
is jumping in the chat room in August. We got some of everybody in August. Um, we got people that, that want to be in August, and I, I got to tell them you can't come in August, but <laughs> August is on lock, and we appreciate everybody that um, graces us with their presence and their love for literature, their passion for, the, for whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's music, uh, art, we we have lawyers on, you know, they have um, mm-hmm. a passion for law. And so we appreciate everybody that comes and kicks it in the chat room with us. We will see you guys next week. If you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you check out the National Book Club um, book event that is this weekend. It's uh, started today, and I believe it, it goes till Sunday the 5th. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. stop by there on tomorrow because I have a, a – a book drive, I mean a back-to-school drive that I'm um, participating in on the 5th. And so I'm going to go out there on tomorrow and and just hang out with some great authors, meet and greet some new people. We appreciate you guys. We want to remind you guys that September we will be taking a break, and we won't be back until October. But we have archives we want you guys to catch up on. Fabulous, fabulous show. If you're just tuning in, make sure you go back and check out our archives. Robin Devonish tore the house down about publishing. Mm, she talked mm. about any and everything that you can even think about. Great resources. Um, then we have the fabulous songwriter, singer, author, Tommy J. McGuffey. I think that's how I mm-hmm. pronounce his last name. I'm sure to ask why he was on the show, but he blessed us with his song Surrender. We're going to end the night with the, his song Surrender, and we will see y'all next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.
she's the one double low. She's the one, the one that I was always looking for. Never knew her personally, but always heard of him, no. Went to church and everything, and through the motions I would go. Till he showed me myself, and I saw, and I vomited. Thought I was living right, but it's word I didn't honor. Now, had to repent, submit to his will and his way. Today, if he asked you to surrender, would you say? Yeah. 